Welcome to the Rooted Youth Ministry Podcast, which aims to advance gospel-centered youth ministry by equipping and empowering youth ministers and parents to faithfully disciple students towards lifelong faith in Jesus Christ. The Rooted Youth Ministry Podcast is part of the Rooted Family of Podcasts, which also includes the Rooted Parent Podcast, Ask Alice, and Thanos to Theos. To learn more about Rooted, visit www.rootedministry.com. I'm your host, Davis Lacey, and it is book award season. This is a special episode of the Rooted Youth Ministry podcast in which we're going to be highlighting and announcing the 2021 book awards in all sorts of different categories that Rooted is handing out this year. I'm joined by a couple of my favorite ladies from Rooted, a couple of dear friends from all across the country. First, Anna Mead Harris, who is the editor-in-chief for Rooted, as well as the co-host of the Rooted Parent podcast and the organizer of this year's book awards. And then from the other side of the country, Tracy Yee, mom of three, wife of Kevin, with whom she serves in ministry at Church Every Day uh, near their home in the greater Los Angeles area. Friends, ladies, welcome to this special episode of the Rooted Youth Ministry Podcast. Uh, so fun to be here with you. Yeah, thanks for letting me be, be a part of this podcast. Oh man, no, no, no. Y'all are letting me be part of this podcast with you. So <laughs> thank you for that so much. We are, we're just praying that, uh, that everybody's internet holds up and that we're able to record this thing without a hitch because we got some important stuff to talk about today. And speaking of important stuff to talk about today, uh, Anna, team mom, editor-in-chief and organizer of this year's book awards, I'd love to hear just a little bit about what we're getting into today. Explain for us um, you know, what Rooted's book awards are all about. Uh, talk us through the different categories you've picked and really just how these book awards are organized and handed out every year. Yeah. So thanks so much, Davis. Um, I am thrilled to be here with y'all. We have four categories in the Rooted book awards and we, this is our, I think it's our third year of, uh, having book awards and we have four categories. We have books, for parents that were published in 2021, books for teenagers written specifically for teenagers that were published this year, books published for youth ministers or ministers in general, Davis will handle that category for us. And then we have a lot larger life issues category. And the way that I select the books that we're going to read for each of these categories is to start the year by going to some of our favorite publishers, websites like New Growth Press and Baker Books and several Crossways, several other publishers that you'll hear us mention in the course of this podcast. And I just look at the books that they're releasing. Most of the time, those books are listed quarterly. So I revisit those and just glean from there what books might be of interest to our readers in the list of the books that they are releasing during the year. And so I put them on a big old Google Docs and I share it with the, with the team. And then we compile a list of the books that we thought would be most helpful at the end of the year based on um, that, that master list. And I search for people who are willing to do the book awards reading with me, which is really fun. So Davis was kind enough to agree to read the books for youth ministers this year. And Tracy, I brought on board because she's such a wise mom and um, loves to read like I do. And so she is, uh, as the mother of three, a good person to read our parenting books. And then a young woman named Lauren Center, who interned for us at Rooted last summer, 
She was the editor of the student series. She did the, uh, the books for teens. She is technically not a teenager, but she's 22 years old, I believe. She's a 2020 graduate of Samford University and now teaches high school and middle school Bible and Spanish at a small Christian school. So she's still, she's just a little bit out of that world uh, herself personally, but she's very much in it um, with teenagers and, um, and preteens on a day-to-day basis. So those were the folks who were kind enough to agree to read the books alongside. And really our aim in doing this is to select books that will be helpful for our reading population. At Rooted, we believe that good books are really, really useful resources, and we want to share that as faithfully as possible with you. So hopefully we're putting some good books in your hands. And I will say the books were super strong this year. I think y'all are going to enjoy hearing about them. And there's there's a lot of good, good things to recommend this year. Indeed, there is. Uh, Thank you so much for letting us behind the curtain, so to speak, and understanding how these awards are organized and and given out really what the aim is. This fits so well with Rooted's um, mission to equip and empower uh, both churches and families coming alongside of youth ministers and equipping youth ministry volunteers, helping parents. A big part of that is by getting good resources that are grace-filled, gospel-centered, and Bible-saturated into the hands of our listening and reading audience. So, Thanks for your hard work in organizing this. And Tracy, thank you so much for your hard work in uh, reading and doing your due diligence in terms of the parenting category. I'd love to hear a little bit about the parenting category books that you reviewed and um, maybe even what some of your analysis was on some of the books that made your honorable mention list. Well, this was a fun project. Um, it didn't feel like a project because I love reading anyway. So it's just a, a good excuse to read more books, right? And tell my children, I have to read. Mommy has to read. I it's hard. Time. You got to work hard right? <laughs> by yourself in the peace and quiet. Uh, exactly. Away, away from your little ones. I get it. hundred percent. Right. Or tell my husband, sorry, I can't watch anything Marvel with you. <laughs> read. <laughs> right. Um, honorable mention, obviously. Um, I've got one here from Kathleen Nielsen, who happens to be one of my favorite Bible teachers. Um, and she has a book called Prayers of a Parent for Young Children. And it's just 31 days of prayers and reflection. She writes out the prayers. And I just found them to be so insightful, helpful. Um, They were wonderful because if you're struggling as a parent and sometimes you're at a loss for words, you know, if you're just kind of in a dark season and you're struggling to pray for your children, I think to have somebody else give you the words to pray, it's just so helpful. Um, And so I just really loved it. And it was just, and you, or you can just pray them yourselves. It's just, you know, it gives you new ideas and topics to pray about things like sleep, right? Like how often do we want our children to sleep? Well, especially if you have littles every day, you're like, I know you're like, please sleep through the night. Um, And she prays for things like that. And you're like, you're right. We should be praying for things like that. That's awesome. Um, I'll talk a little bit more about it with, when I talk about the other book, but um, one of the things that I, I really appreciated was she had a prayer on fearful children. Um, and so I went ahead and read that prayer and there was one line from it that I just loved. And it said, may my voice speak and may he hear the name of Jesus. And how often do we want that to be the truth of what we do? Right. Like, it's just not me, you know, blabbing all day long with my kids, but really that they're hearing Jesus through Mm. all the noise of, of me. Um, so I just appreciated that. So that is definitely an honorable mention for this year. 
Awesome. Thank you so much. And uh, listeners, if you're listening along and you're wanting to take notes about these things, we will have uh, the list of award winners and honorable mentions, as well as links to be able to find those and get them in your hands uh, when we post the show notes of this episode. So stay tuned for that. But Tracy, now that we've talked through the honorable mention for the parenting category, how about your award winner? Tell us a little bit about what uh, what set the bar for the award winner in the parenting category in 2021. Well, after reading through several different books, um, I think it was also just really providential in the way that God used the book. I think that's why it also spoke to me. So it was very personal for me. And so my award winner, I feel a little biased towards it because it was so helpful for me in a very particular season, is a book by Holly Catterton Allen. Um, She is a professor. She's a grandmother. She's a mother. I mean, so she's, and it just tells you throughout the book that she is, has been involved in church. She's been a Sunday school teacher, all these things. But the title of her book is called Forming Resilient Children, the Role of Spiritual Formation for Healthy Development. Mm. Um, And I didn't have any expectations kind of going into it, but what I really appreciated about her book was she just, one, opens the book up where you can tell she's done a tremendous amount of just research. And it kind of felt like a Cliff's Notes of like all the the educational intellectual research that's out there, but she like made it really easy for the everyday parent to just be able to read and absorb and feel like, Oh, okay. I can, I can, I know this stuff, you know, um, it kind of boosts you up a little bit in that way, but also she was super personal. There were stories that came out of her own personal life stories that she has from just clinical experiences. Um, there were some stories, obviously not every story was relatable for me because she also goes into some trauma. Um, so she addresses hard issues and I appreciated that because for somebody who really hasn't experienced too much trauma or anything around it, like it just kind of prepared me that if I happen to ever run into that, or if I, speak with somebody who's gone through some severe trauma, like it'll it'll help me to have some better perspective and some, and be a little bit more compassionate. Um, I love that she defines everything that she talks about. She's not just here are the terms and expects you to know it, but she really goes through and defines what it is. Like, for example, um, I love that she defines what spiritual formation is right? Like that's a very broad term, but she defines it very specifically. So I just want to read it for us. It says spiritual formation is a lifelong intentional communal process of growing more aware of God's presence and becoming more like Christ through the spirit in order to live in restored relationship with God, ourselves and others in every dimension of life. And I just thought that was such a very full um, definition of what spiritual formation is. And then she goes through and just kind of defines everything, everything that you, she doesn't assume anything of the reader. She wants to make sure that she's clear and that what she's presenting is really clear. Um, and so kind of, I really appreciate it because as a young mom going through, I think oftentimes we take our children's spirituality for granted. And we just kind of assume like my job is just to help them build, help them form. Um, But at the same time, I'm not really, I'm doing it because, you know, here we are like sharing, you know, with the kids, like about the Bible and you're trying to figure out, you're doing those practices, right? Like the catechisms and things that we grew up, especially if we're in the church and us, you know, being so active in the church and being on pastoral staff, you know, there's things that you want to do that you, you practice in your homes, but she really made me pause and think about what spiritual formation is and what that development looks like. And I think I really just appreciated that. Cause that was like a different perspective that I had never come across. Um, 
My favorite part of this book actually was it just happened to come in the most perfect time. And I remember sharing it with Anna and I just called her and I said, God is just so good and so kind and how he like just providentially brings things in and gives me tools when I need them. And I don't even know that I need them. Like I happened to be in a very specific part of the book when I happened to face a challenge with my son, my oldest, who's 10. And she addressed it and helped give me sort of a calm and a peace. And she talks about this. There's a section in the book where it's called wonder. And, you know, I just kind of just started reading it. Cause I was like, I just needed a distraction. I was like, I'm going to pick up this book again and read it. It's my homework assignment, but it just really spoke to me and God used it in such a incredible way. But one of the things that she talks about is, um, do we leave time for children to experience the wonder of God? And I realized, Oh gosh, like, I don't know that I let my children to just sit still. Like I'm always feeding them tons of information, telling them now it's time to pray. Okay. You pray today or pray for this, but I never give them time to like really sit and wonder about God and ask them those kinds of questions. You know, like, I wonder what God is doing in this story after we read a Bible story together. And I was just like, oh man, like I am not doing any of these things. And I just so appreciated it. Um, so one part, actually, I would love to read from here is called stillness and silence. And she says, another spiritual and physical behavior we can employ with children to nurture their spiritual development is spirit is stillness. Often teachers are encouraged to use physical movement, activity, and busyness to engage children. And indeed, physical movement typically does engage children. However, creating opportunities for stillness places meditation and venues for listening to God can offer an alternative and unusual approach to wonder. And this is so true for children. I just never, that never dawned on me, right? Like I'm always telling my kids what to do when it comes to their spirituality, but I'm never giving them the time to sort of absorb and hear from God themselves. And I guess that was kind of a mistake on my part, thinking that children aren't mature enough to hear from God, you know, but you realize there's stories in the Bible where the Lord speaks to children, right? Like when Samuel's training in the temple with Eli, like the Lord speaks to him and here I am, but like he had to be still to really see and hear from the Lord. And so that was the, that was really convictional for me as a parent, as a young parent. Yeah. That's great. Tracy, thank you so much for putting the work in on this category. Um, it's great to see that that not only did you do awesome work, but you were blessed by your work. Um, so thank you so much for that. And congratulations to the 2021 award winner in the parenting category, Forming Resilient Children, the role of spiritual formation for healthy development. Thanks. This was really fun. Thanks for letting me share. Yeah, absolutely. Well, y'all, we're going to hear a little bit more about uh, other categories, specifically books for teenagers uh, next. But before we do, uh, let's take a pause and hear from the sponsor uh, for this episode of the Rooted Youth Ministry Podcast. In an age when many seminaries are moving to convenient, quick, and virtual education, Sanford University's Beeson Divinity School remains committed to rigorous, classical theological education in community. We believe the best way to prepare for Christian ministry is with brothers and sisters in Christ. At Beeson, you will not only learn from leading evangelical scholars in the classroom, but you will also form lasting friendships and partnerships in ministry across denominations. Learn more at BeesonDivinity.com. All right, Anna, I'm really excited to get into our second uh, category for book awards this year, and that is books for teenagers. So tell us a little bit about some of the books that you read and specifically whether or not you had any honorable mentions in the books for teenagers category. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm really excited about this category because they're so strong and it's just really encouraging that people are writing really good books that will help teenagers. 
directly. And I just, I'm a former English teacher. Uh, I geek out to teenagers loving good books. So this is really exciting for me. Um, But, okay, our first honorable mention goes to Surviving Religion 101, Letters to a Christian Student on Keeping the Faith in College. It's by Dr. Michael Kruger, and it's published by Crossway. And we did review this back in the spring when it first came out. So there's a review that we'll link that's on the Rooted blog. And uh, Lauren had some really positive things to say about this. She said the real strength of this book is Dr. Kruger's familiarity with his audience. Because he has a daughter who is in college, it was really written to prepare her to go to college and find challenges, face challenges to her faith. But he also is a seminary professor, so he has a number of pretty young students that he is um, talking about matters of faith with on a daily basis. So he really knows the challenges that they face. The strength of this book really is teaching students how to engage God intellectually. He asks questions like, how can we say Christianity is the only true religion? How do we know the Bible is from God and not made up by men? How do we understand the oppression and genocide we see in the Old Testament? So so like real nitty gritty, basic questions of understanding the Bible, the word, why we can trust it and how we can trust it. And it, it's a good book for anyone who is teaching a teenager or really a young adult. I would say this book is skewed more towards college and young adult how to use their brain to engage with God. So um, it, it's it's a wonderful resource. There's 15 different questions that he explores. And I think that readers will find it pretty comprehensive and, um, and a very useful resource. So that is honorable mention number one, Surviving Religion 101. And I think you'll find it really helpful. The second honorable mention goes to Brave, a Young Girl's Guide to Beating Worry and Anxiety. This one's by Sissy Goff, and it's published by Baker Books. Sissy Goff is a counselor in Nashville. She works with Dave Thomas. You may recognize that name as the man who recorded the first season of the Rooted Parent podcast, which is all about raising boys. Sissy Goff is an expert in raising girls. And so this book is written directly for girls. And it comes out of her counseling experience. She engages with the reader as if they were in her office being counseled at the moment. It's primarily geared slightly towards the younger teenage girls and younger teens, possibly even tweens. But Lauren assured me that 17, 18, 19 year old girls could also be helped by this resource. Um, And her approach, again, is really helpful. Like Dr. Kruger, she really understands who her audience is and the challenges that they face. It's developed into three sections uh, or divided into three sections. The first one is understanding. She gives a lot of definitions, what worry and anxiety are and how they affect you. She uses counseling terminology, but she really defines it in such a way that her readers are going to be able to understand what she's talking about. The second section is help, practical tools for your mind and your body and your heart. And the third section, which is near and dear to our rooted hearts, is hope. 
how to find hope in the gospel, hope in the word of God and tools to protect your mind directly from the word. And she gives a lot of space. She asks questions. She gives space for them to answer. So it's both teaching, instructing, offering biblical counsel, but also allowing them time to process. And one of the things Lauren loved about this book was that introduction is written to the parent who bought the book. And the first thing she says is, let your let your daughter write in this book and don't read it. <laughs> Stay out. Let her have her space. By all means, get her some counseling help if you feel that that's appropriate. If your child's struggle with worrying anxiety is difficult and, and really burdening her, but give her the space to process in this book and process with God and, and, and don't snoop. She needs some space. And she says it really graciously, but Lauren said that was a really cool way to start the book. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So uh, anyway, like uh, yes. Brave, a young girl's guide to beating worry and anxiety. So that's honorable mention. Number two, our winner is 10 questions every teen should ask and answer about Christianity by Rebecca McLaughlin. This was also published by Crossway, and it is primarily an apologetics resource, foundational teaching that really is applicable to all age groups. Really, we think the book could apply. A 10-year-old could possibly read it um, on through a young adult. It's, It's super strong. And her strength in, um, in the way she writes about important issues is that she allows for the fact that teenagers are going to ask questions. She teaches them in how to ask questions, and she doesn't spoon feed the answer. She encourages thought. She encourages kids to explore, to even doubt and wonder and how to find good adults to answer their questions. It, it really, uh, I think, would be encouraging to a teenager who worries that doubt will cause them to lose their faith and lose their belief because she absolutely normalizes questioning and has a very pastoral tone with the questions. She asks ask questions like, why can't we agree that love is love? Does God care when we hurt? Hasn't science disproved Christianity? And all of these are things that teenagers are really facing um, head on. And she does it with a lot of love and grace, both for the Christian and for the non-Christian. You know, this is a book you could give to a, a a teenager who is not yet a Christian to sort of explain why Christians believe what they believe. And, um, she she just just explores things in such a um, helpful way. I'm going to read a quote that Lauren picked out. Um, this one comes from the chapter entitled, Why Can't We Just Be Good Without God? She writes, even today, the reason we think it's wrong to kill babies or hate people from other racial backgrounds or fail to take care of sick people and poor people is not because it's obvious. It's because of Jesus. Our ideas of good and bad have been deeply shaped by his teaching. If we cut Jesus out of the picture, we stop having proper reasons to believe these things. If Christianity isn't true, and there isn't a God who made us in his image and told us to love our neighbors as ourselves, then 
we have no basis for believing that all humans are equally precious and that we should protect their human rights. We have no basis for saying racism is wrong. We have no basis for saying babies shouldn't be left outside to die. If there is no God, these things are just our preferences and opinions. They're not universal truths to which everyone must agree. So it's super accessible and yet appealing to their their ability to to, um, understand things rationally. And I, I think it really honors teenagers and respects teenagers and yet leads them to the truth that we find in scripture. And it's really, really well done. Um, So our winner in the teen category, 10 questions every teen should ask and answer about Christianity. Awesome. And uh, that's what we have for the teen category. Yeah. Big thank you to Lauren Center for reviewing those for us. And great job, Anna, taking somebody else's work. And, uh, and presenting it from the heart in a really natural way. You did that better than I ever could have. Um, and yeah, just like you said, congratulations to Rebecca McLaughlin and 10 questions every teen should ask and answer about Christianity, the 2021 uh, Rooted Award for Books for Teenagers category. I'll also say, and I'd be remiss if I didn't, we didn't review this book because it would be a conflict of interest, but Rooted did publish in conjunction with New Growth Press uh, a book in 2021 for teenagers called The Jesus I Wish I Knew in High School and cannot commend that highly enough. Um, We've got great podcast interviews that'll be linked in this episode. We've got great resources. We've got chapter samples, chapter readings, um, but you can learn more about that book at the Jesus I Wish I Knew in High School.com. Would make a great Christmas present. <laughs> great Christmas present, great New Year present, great present anytime. It's, it's just a gift of a book, and it would be a great gift for uh, the teenagers that you know and love in your life. Well, I guess it's my turn now to talk about youth ministry and the books in the youth ministry category. I love uh, being asked to do this category. I've got a unique perspective in the sense that I um, have served as a youth pastor before, And now I serve as a a lead church planter. And so youth ministry looks different for me, but we've got teenagers in our church and I'm responsible for caring for them, uh, making sure that they are shepherded appropriately, uh, even if I'm doing so for more of an oversight and indirect uh, vantage point than when I was a youth pastor. So I was thinking through this, not just from how can this book help youth ministers, but also how can books in this category help Caring adults that may not be paid to do youth ministry, may not be paid much to do youth ministry, um, but how can it equip all sorts of different caring youth workers to care for teenagers? So I love getting to review the books in this category. Um, There were a couple that stood out to me as honorable mentions. Uh, The first one is a phenomenal book. It was such a gift to me. The only reason really it wasn't considered as an award winner is because it's not a youth ministry specific book, Uh, but the book's called Searching for Grace. The subtitle is A Weary Leader, A Wise Mentor, and Seven Healing Conversations for a Parched Soul. It's written by Scotty Smith and Russ Masterson. Uh, It's published by Tyndale. So love this book. Um, I was introduced to Scotty Smith through Rooted. Uh, He was the 2015 conference speaker. He was the 2018 chaplain. Um, Just a godly man who loves Jesus and cares for those with whom he interacts Um, I thought in both times that I've gotten to speak with Scotty and meet him, man, it would be awesome if he could just mentor me in life and ministry. This book is 
pretty much Scotty's opportunity. You know, it's an opportunity for me to be mentored by Scotty because Russ asked him to do that. Uh, Scotty took Russ, a young pastor, under his wing, and the conversations that Russ is having with Scotty are the exact same conversations I would want to have with Scotty. And and they're things like, how can my restless soul find rest in Jesus? Um, Or I feel this need to be noticed and to be validated in my accomplishments, my performance. How how can I find rest in Jesus for that? Um, I'm never satisfied with the work that I've done, or I'm crushed by the expectations of others. Just all sorts of different topics that I feel like are really pertinent to what most youth ministers are going through on a daily basis. Um, Indeed, what most church planters are going through on a daily basis. This book was such a gift of grace. uh, I would commend it without reservation to anybody um, in, in youth ministry or vocational ministry. We're actually getting this for all of our missional community leaders this year in our church as a Christmas present. So it's a great read. Love that. Yeah, I would highly commend it. Um, that's our first honorable mention in this category, Searching for Grace. Uh, the second book is written specifically as a youth ministry book. It's called Five Views on the Future of Youth Ministry, Perspectives on What Could or Should Be. Uh, it's edited by Mark Ostriker. I really hope that I got that name correctly. Um, and it's got five different uh, you know, contributing authors, Chris Curtis, Kenda Creasy-Dean, Mark DeVries, Tommy Nixon, Virginia Ward. Um, I really appreciated the research in this book. I think that's what makes it stand out as a valuable read. It's short, uh, but these five different authors are youth ministry practitioners from different settings and in different contexts. Um, and they are researching stuff like, you know, the numbers of teenagers leaving the church uh, or, you know, the rise of moral therapeutic deism in Western Christianity, specifically American Christianity. Um, there's all sorts of different pieces of research that are really well done, really well compiled. Um, and I think that's the real value in this book. It's published by uh, the Youth Cartel. And uh, again, it's well under 200 pages, uh, has some solid research in it. And I think that it would be worth the read, at least for the research um, for folks that are, that are youth ministry practitioners. So that's the second honorable mention, five views on the future of youth ministry. Now the award winner. Um, the award winner is a book written by my friend, uh, Dr. Mike McGeary, and it's called Lead Them to Jesus, a handbook for youth workers. It's published by New Growth Press. Um, I, I'll put my cards on the table and say that Mike is a personal friend and is a dear friend of mine. Um, but this book really stands out as, I think, the most valuable written contribution for youth workers uh, in 2021. Um, Mike wrote a previous book. Uh, It's called A Biblical Theology of Youth Ministry. And even in the introduction to this book, he talks about that book having the theological underpinnings for what youth ministry should look like, biblically speaking. Um, This second book, Lead Them to Jesus, really unpacks what it could look like and how it could look like practically worked out in the life of local churches. Um, There's two main sections of the book. The first section really are theological underpinnings. And so I love what Mike does to give youth workers a vision for questions such as conversion. How do I become a Christian? Um, And the Trinity, what is the Trinity? Why is it important to the Christian faith? Why is the local church so important? All of these different questions, right? So there's 17 different chapters on biblical truths that youth workers need. And then the second section, uh, chapters 18 through 40, are all about practical concerns that youth workers might, be, might, you know, might face in ministry. 
So how do you start a youth ministry from scratch? Um, How do you foster a healthy ministry culture? How do you understand fun and games in youth ministry? How do you prepare a Bible message? But then even things like thinking about LGBTQ issues, planning mission trips, breaking down cliques, supporting single parent families, responding to criticism, boundaries, like all of these different things. What great help and encouragement for youth workers. Um, The excerpt that I'm going to read from this book actually is just the dedication of the book on the front page. It's short. It's going to sound hokey, but I think this is everything that you need to know about the book. Mike writes, for the youth workers at South Shore Baptist Church, his current church, I wrote this book for you. And I think what you can take away from this book is that Mike wrote it um, to youth workers. He didn't write it out of a need to fulfill a book contract. He he didn't write it um, trying to build his own platform or to build his own ministry brand. He wrote these chapters for youth ministry volunteers he was caring for we just get to benefit from the fruit of his labor. So uh, the 2021 Youth Ministry Book Award goes to Lead Them to Jesus by Dr. Mike McGarry. Yay, Mike. He's a friend of all of ours. He's a friend of all of ours. <laughs> what, a, what a jolly good fellow he is. Um, yes. Well, last but not least, we've come to our final category for review and for handing out some hardware, uh, and that is books about life issues. So Anna, I'll let you take it away and, and close us out on a high note. Right. Well, and it is a really high note because honestly, I I have been putting off making this decision because I really don't know which one's the best there. (laughs) It's it's like comparing, um, you know, uh, mashed potatoes to macaroni and cheese. I'm trying to think of all my favorite foods like you want all of them. Right. (laughs) Um, So uh, all these books are really, really strong and um, meet needs of the church. So I'm excited to recommend all of them. My first honorable mention is talking with teens about sexuality, critical conversations about social media, gender identity, same-sex attraction, pornography, purity, dating, etc. So it covers a wide gamut of really, really important and sensitive topics. It's by Beth Robinson and Latane Scott, and uh, they are a counselor and a writer, respectively. As co-authors, it's an excellent resource. It's got sound biblical reasoning and teaching, and it's the tone is extremely loving. It would be geared towards uh, parents or youth workers, really anyone who mentors teens, even, even those who teach maybe in Christian schools or not Christian schools who teach teenagers. It could really benefit from the teaching in this book. It is absolutely uncompromising in its truth of God's design for men and women and human sexuality, but there's a lot of grace too. And um, a lot of acknowledgement that we are sinful and weak and we need Jesus and we need what he's done for us on the cross. And especially in these really difficult areas, gender issues, pornography, abortion, um, it, it, also contains some of the best conversation starters I've ever seen. Each chapter at the end has really good questions, really thought-provoking questions. And sometimes in books, those end of chapter questions can be a little bit of a throwaway and they're not super thoughtful. These are really, really rich. And so I really recommend this as a resource and uh, it's, it's biblical it's, uh, it's got a strong 
um, ethic for today's teenagers. And um, so highly recommend this book, particularly to if these are things that you struggle to articulate, this book will help you articulate the reasons that Christians believe some of the things that we believe about gender and sexuality and such. Um, Very practical. The next book I want to recommend is called What God Has to Say About Our Bodies, How the Gospel is Good News for Our Physical Selves. This one's by Sam Alberry and is published by Crossway. And I did not mention that Talking with Teens About Sexuality is published by Bethany House. So that was our first one. This Sam Alberry book is published by Crossway. And pretty much like everything Sam Alberry writes, this book is super readable. I mean, he's just such a gifted Reiner, in terms of of saying things very straightforward, um, simply and profound, I I really would love to be able to write as well as he does. He's amazing. It's not geared so much for discipling teens specifically as it is extremely useful tool in thinking theologically about our bodies. And so, so that's one of the reasons it didn't get the award. It's not geared specifically towards um, teenagers, but really anyone could benefit for this, from this book, but it would help you if you're, if you're, for instance, planning for your church, a, um, a course for parents about sexuality and gender, gender, this would really give you a theological basis for some of the things that you want to teach. Or if, um, you know, if you've got young children and you want your family to have a framework about how to think about their bodies, not just sexuality, but also caring for yourself physically. Like, why do we brush our teeth? <laughs> why and how do we care of our, for ourselves meticulously? Because God gave us bodies and bodies are good. So he's going to address other things that have to do with our bodies like aging and um, overall health issues and, and even dying. And he casts a vision for what we know about our glorified bodies that will be in heaven someday too. So it's just, it's a really, really beautifully written book and assure, he assures us that our bodies are a gift. They're handmade for us specifically, and it's divided into three sections, created bodies, broken bodies, and redeemed bodies. So right away there, you know, it's following the arc of the gospel when we think about our bodies. So highly recommend um, What God Has to Say About Bodies by Sam Albury. I recommend that for anyone. And it's closely linked to my next book, Jess Connolly's Breaking Free from Body Shame, Dare to Reclaim What God Has Named Good. This is similar in some respects to Alberry's book, um, published by Zondervan, but it's written specifically to address women. And so would be helpful for those who are discipling daughters or teenage girls. And it is, again, lays down a theology for understanding that our bodies are good, that they are made by God, and um, that he proclaimed them good in the garden when he made them. And we need to rest in that. But she talks a lot about the lies that our culture uh, tells us about women and their bodies and how scripture helps us fight those lies. And she talks about sometimes even the people that we love most, our parents and our mentors, 
how sometimes they can unintentionally tell us lies or make us feel shame about our bodies when, uh, so I think it's a really helpful for parents uh, of girls to read this book so they can think about some of the things that they may not understand about women's bodies um, and really work to correct those as their daughters grow so they can give their daughters a healthy sense of what it means to live in a woman's body. She says that she's not trying to share a message of body positivity so much as a deep-seated God-glorifying goodness of women's bodies. Highly recommend this book um, for anyone working with young women. So really good. That's Jess Connolly's Breaking Free from Body Shame, which brings us to my last honorable mention. See, there's so many good books in this. My category. gracious. Wow. I know. I know. I'm, I'm trying, trying to go quickly, but I, I just can't leave any of these out. Um, this last honorable mention is Table for Two, Biblical Counsel for Eating Disorders by David Dunham and Krista Dunham published by New Growth Press. And y'all, this book is excellent. I reviewed this on the blog earlier too. It's one of a kind. So David and Krista are a married couple and Krista started suffering from an eating disorder in college when they were dating. And so this book is co-authored and they go back and forth about their struggle with Krista's eating disorder and David's struggle to help her through that. And it's just really, really wise because it acknowledges that struggles like eating disorders impact an entire family and that it, it, there is sin both in, in, in uh, sin and struggle, both in the eating disorder and in the person who wants to help. And there's just a lot of biblical counsel and practical wisdom in this book. I, I can't say enough good things about it. Um, there are uh, some practical tools like self-evaluations for exercise habits and a tool for uh, evaluating your listening, which is so good. I mean, it'd be useful to anyone in, in any sphere of life. Um, a guide to selecting a biblical counselor, again, really, really helpful tool. And then interactive exercises between the one who is suffering with the disease and the person who's trying to help. Both of them are super transparent and honest about the struggles that they've had and um, so loving of each other. It's just a gift of a book. I mean, even, even as a study in a, in a beautiful marriage, um, I, I recommend this book. So that's Table for Two by the Dunhams, and I highly recommend that. All right, we've set the bar pretty high for the award winner, so I'm uh, I'm I'm hanging on the edge of my seat at this point. <laughs> the bar has been set high, but we have to pick a winner because it's a book award, right? It is a book award. <laughs> um, so drum roll. I did drum roll, please. <laughs> the last book award winner is a small book about why we hide, mm. how Jesus rescues us from insecurity, regret, failure, and shame. Mm. So in this book, Ed Welch tackles some really, really big topics. It's also published by New Growth Press. And it's a little different format from the other books. It's a devotional. It, it actually is a little book, like it fits in your hand, the palm of your hand. And there's 50 devotionals, uh, 50 um, entries in here. And he progresses from insecurity, regret, failure, and shame, shame being the most difficult and most basic um, striking at the core. But he's, he's 
He's going back to the garden with this, right? The moment Adam and Eve sinned, they they hid. And I, I don't think we think of our coping mechanisms as hiding, but that's what it is. And that's really why I selected this one as the the most important or, or the award winner, whatever that means, uh, because all of the other things that we're talking about in the other books are really about hiding from who God made us to be and the, um, the goodness that he wants to give us, but we have to come out of hiding in order to meet him and meet each other. So um, I think it would be, it would be helpful and useful to anyone who is, maybe even age 15 and older, but it could be useful to the parent or to the youth worker. And it would be a great tool to read with a teenager, go through it in a mentor, mentoring, uh, mentor, mentee relationship or a parent child relationship to read together. I want to read a little section that really struck me on regret and the paradox that is inherent in our regrets. He says, we live with regrets because we think we should. It's the right thing to do. That's our duty. But the kingdom of heaven is regret-free. The truth is that the triune God liberates us from past regrets. His will is being done. Bank on it. Neither your human limitations nor your sins hinder the good plans of your sovereign father. And let's take it one step further. It is God's will that you jettison past regrets. This does not mean that you forget the past, and it does not mean that your memories will be burden-free. It does mean that you remove any remnants of God's condemnation, and the past event is no longer attached to your basic identity. And each one of these devotions just has a nugget or two of truth that you could spend an entire day meditating on. They're, they're short um, and they're profound and they're, they're direct and useful really to any, to any Christian. So I recommend this for anyone because it's, it's a story of, of something that we all do. We all hide, we all cover up and Welch is trying to bring us out into the light of the goodness of Jesus uh, for us. And um, he does a really masterful job. He is mm. a counselor with like 40 yes. years of experience. So he knows what he's doing and you're in good hands with Ed Welch. Mm. Well, listeners, thank you so much for tuning into this episode. To recap, we have given out four 2021 book awards uh, in the parenting category, Raising Resilient Children. In the Books for Teenagers category, 10 Questions Every Teen Should Ask and Answer About Christianity. In the Youth Ministry category, Lead Them to Jesus. And in the Life Issues category, as Anna just said for us, a small book about why we hide. Anna, Tracy, y'all put in tons of work. I hope it was life-giving work. And I want to thank you on behalf of all of our listeners here for all the work you've done uh, in this season of the 2021 Rooted Book Awards. Thank you guys so much. And thanks for joining me on the podcast today. Oh, it was fun. Thanks, guys. Yeah, absolutely. And listeners, thank you so much. I will say that if you go to rootedministry.com at any time, the fun doesn't stop at the end of the year. We've got a running tab of resources in all of these different categories and more that you can find again in the blog section at rootedministry.com. 
On behalf of all of us here at Rooted, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Rooted Youth Ministry Podcast. If you found this helpful or encouraging, I'd appreciate your help in bringing this grace-filled, gospel-centered, Bible-saturated content to others who might also benefit. Help us serve others by sharing this resource on social media, by leaving five-star feedback, or simply by subscribing wherever you listen to your podcasts. For more grace-filled, gospel-centered, Bible-saturated resources, be sure to visit us at rootedministry.com. Special thanks to High Street Hymns for providing the music for this podcast. And on behalf of all of us here at Rooted, enjoy reading the 2021 award winners. uh, And we'll see you next time here on the Rooted Youth Ministry Podcast.